0: And like I was saying, like we're all so different. The uh the group of us, we all approach Sunday mornings differently, we approach, you know, our prep and our planning differently, and yet we're all the same kind of peas in a pot at the same time. Like we're all we all love Jesus. <laughs> we all love music. <laughs> so I just wanna open it up and, and I'm hoping that you guys could tell me a little bit about how you plan and prepare and Hi, welcome to Worship Leader Life Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Toon, and we're here to disciple worship leaders. Hey, welcome to the podcast. This is Stephen, and we are today speaking to Chad and Cam from my home church, two great worship leaders. And, you know, we're here to support and disciple local worship leaders. So we better have some conversations with some local worship leaders. So that's what we're doing today. We will be getting back to our tech and resource series. Um, but I thought, you know what, let's do some interviews. Let's, let's get some of this conversation going. So yeah, that's what we're doing today. Enjoy.
1: Hey yo!
0: Okay, so uh, this is the WorshipLeaderLife.com podcast. Chaka-con.
1: Chaka-con.
0: I'm not going to touch this because I don't want it to stop working, but welcome uh, to beautiful, wonderful Worship Leaders from Oliver Alliance Church. I'll bleep that out so people don't stalk us. You know, I have about three listeners besides you two. So, no. So, yeah, we, I, the whole point of Worship Leader Life is to disciple and mentor worship leaders. And not that I'm like, you know, got it right or perfect or anything like that. But to me, it happens like this in conversation. It happens in relationship and community. And one thing I love about our local church is we have, how many... Five, six, seven worship leaders. Like I guess if you count our two pastors, because they lead worship as well.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. And yep. then
0: there's what four or five more of us.
3: Five of us in total. One, yeah.
0: Two, three, four, five.
3: For oh, a little, yeah. little congress. I
0: think it's because the last time we met, you were wearing pajamas, Chad.
2: Yeah. Probably and so a I'm onesie. picturing
0: like another guy. A onesie. Like, like there's another guy. Anyway, so we have uh, <laughs> the onesie guy, Cam and Chad here from my home church that I attend and worship at and the three of us lead worship and we have a few more and we're going to get them on the podcast as well but I want to talk about leading worship and what you know what you guys do to plan and prep and whoa Stephen get excited I just got excited I'm gonna wreck the place um and like I was saying like we're all so different the uh the group of us we all approach sunday mornings differently we approach you know our prep and our planning differently and yet we're all the same kind of peas in a pot at the same time like we're all we all love jesus (laughs) we all love music so i just want to open it up and and i'm hoping that you guys could tell me a little bit about how you plan and prepare and like let's say and by the way For those who are listening, I didn't really prep these guys. No, not at all. Nope. We just... I just said, hey, let's do a podcast. I don't know if there would be any,
2: like, actual
0: questions about what I do. Well, you you don't have to tell us that. I won't. You tell me stories about... I'll make up stuff. Other things, yeah. You keep your secrets. (laughs) But, like, you guys... I, I don't know if you've seen it. I did this little, like, worship leaders checklist and where I kind of go through what I do when I'm getting ready to lead worship. And, uh... But, yeah, like, I don't know. Like, let's say... Our pastor, Jeremy, calls you up, says, hey, Cam, it's your turn to lead on Sunday, next Sunday. What's your next move? (laughs) Where's your head?
3: Where's your heart? Well, how far out do you plan? I don't know. uh, Well, yeah, I'm kind of uh, the Monday of, I'm kind of planning. I try to do it the weekend before, so I'm a whole week ahead of time but I'm usually scheduling my band by a week ahead, generally, if I can. And then I'm hoping I can have a little bit of a, a hint of what he's going with sermon-wise or scripture-wise at least. Um, If I don't get that, then that's fine. I just plan a set accordingly that way. But generally the way I plan a set is to I just look at my entire list of songs and I just start pulling and I make another list of 20 songs or so from there and then I start praying about it and thinking about it, playing through a bunch of them and generally a set kind of falls into place from there and get our five songs or so that we need for the service. And like, how much does, well, I mean, it's not, I wouldn't say this is a loaded question. I just,
0: I know what my answer is, but how much does your life and what's going on for you play into what you're choosing song wise, theme wise? I mean, obviously if Jer has scripture or theme, it might kind of head you in one direction, but like, yeah, like, like how does either what you're going through at the time or even just what you're listening to, how does that play in?
3: Yeah, listening to is certainly uh, something that plays into, uh, you know, I listen to a lot of music during the week and sometimes I'll hear a song uh, like two weeks before I'm scheduled to lead and I just will say that song has to be in it because I can already craft a, a segue to another song from there or from before and I just, uh, it has to be in the set. Other times it's like sometimes you just got to sing raise a hallelujah or a great are you Lord or something like that to, Cause that's just the kind of week you're having and you need it. And so, yeah, I mean, it all plays into it. And, but if I can get a scripture or a theme from our pastor or from anywhere that I'm leading worship for that matter, it's, I like to build off a theme if I can, but sometimes you just gotta go with what Holy Spirit's telling you.
0: Right on. And I was going to, Ask you one more? No, no, no. I've got no more questions. <laughs> Not kidding. Um, I just want. I kind of like jumped into the deep end here. We're gonna come back to like our story as worship leaders and where you guys kind of came up and where you came from. But Chad, what? What about you, man? Like, what? Uh, mm. What kind of process do you go through? Like, is it all? kind of within seven days or like we we there's so many of us that we usually have a month or so i think it depends
2: like we've had a cycle where we were doing it much more frequently than every like right now it's every four or five weeks and it was for every three for a while there and mm-hmm. i appreciate um how cam prepares because i think that 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 makes a lot of sense but i'm like it depends for me and i think probably same for you is that if depends on who you have on your on your team so we have a pool of of uh, worship helpers, people who aren't gonna be on the team playing bass, drums, and sometimes we're you know, lacking in certain instruments depending on who's kinda around for that, that time of the year uh, and living where we are. And uh, so that being said, the pool that you pull from, sometimes you don't get everyone you need or want for a specific thing. So I might have a couple songs in mind, but if I don't have those players, then I'm gonna have to switch, switch gears and figure out some other plan. So um, that being said, like my process is a little different. Um, I know that there's uh, usually about a, two weeks out, like I can see it coming on the horizon, maybe even a little bit longer. I might have a song that uh, I've been listening to and worshiping to. And it might be one that's very familiar or one that's new. And from that, I start my process of sort of praying through it. I usually know, we usually have a schedule ahead because our lead pastor is pretty organized and he says this is the theme for this month or this next section. So I kind of know a general idea. It might be about giving, it might be about faith or whatever. And then, so I might have a, like a, an idea about it, but the specifics don't often come until that very week. Um, and it can come down to a crunch. So sometimes I'm stepping out in faith that it'll all come together. And, uh, so yeah, you're asking a question about like, does think do songs, Are you like, you know, picking stuff from what's going on in your own life? Um, And yes, I would say that that's kind of my launching pad is, what's the Holy Spirit doing in my life and around me that I can sort of sense that there's, um, there's a a pull to that song. And sometimes that's just for me, just to get ready. And that comes very clear when I see the team that's being made or that, um, perhaps, uh, Pastor Jeremy's like telling us what his theme is and it totally is not the right song then or that it's you know being redirected in any way but i'll go from there and and then i'll start creating a list um, coming up to the week and and uh that we we have some kind of built-in rules that we try to live by um regarding our our what we pull from the songs that we have a list that we use and and then there's my way of doing things which is to try to sneak in songs that i want but i know i shouldn't have <laughs> so i've become <laughs> like like songs that maybe we don't know yet or, yeah or like... or like stuff that people know so like i'm, I'm like doing a mashup and mm-hmm. I'm, i love doing mashups and see if that works and often that doesn't work so i try it and then it sucks or i realize well this isn't really going to work the the beat's completely different or the tempo's off or whatever but that's kind of the place of inspiration that I, I draw from. And then I'll, I'll see that there's kind of a theme running. And so I might, you know, I, what I do is I throw out my, um, my early set list tr- as early as I can in the week of. And uh, Pastor Jeremy, who I call Jer, um, <laughs> taught, I hope for him to kind of help guide if there's a few unknowns. Like, I don't know about this song, but like can, these are staples. These are the ones that can be work, tweaked. And then he'll give me some feedback and then we'll we'll solidify the plan as long as i get it a few days in advance to the team then i'm happy yeah. that's kind of how it works
3: yeah i generally choose my set list too based on player availability as well mm-hmm. like if i don't have a drummer yeah and we're going to do a more acoustic-y set then of course that's going to dictate song choice mm-hmm. and or a keys player or even yeah so yeah, yeah you've had quite you a there. few times where you it's just been you yeah, or it's just been you and like one other player. Yeah, I mean I'm pretty comfortable leading solo, and it's fun to do. Sometimes it's good to stretch because you got to play differently. You got to yes, lead differently, so it's it's nice to stretch that way. Yeah, and your comfort zone is in that
2: too. Like you, compared to other worship leaders that might be playing, you can hold that. Your it's in your wheelhouse to do that too. Oh, thanks. It is. I admire sometimes I'm like oh he can totally pull that song off and I'd be like I couldn't do that so I think that matters thank you
0: yeah, yeah that brings to mind just like uh, mm-hmm. we all have sort of people that we play with more often than not mm-hmm. and like for me if Lisa my wife if she's on the team I really love that she just knows what harmony is the same with me and she gets the groove because we've played together for so long <clears throat> Um, and I've noticed that, uh, Chad, like you, sometimes you play mandolin Yeah. Yeah. and once in a while you play guitar, you probably used to play guitar more, but you were talking that you're sort of more doing mandolin. now. Yeah, I was
2: pushing myself to learn mandolin more. So in that, uh, the, the dynamic is that, um, Jeremy often has, has offered to play with me. And so if we have got two guitars, I can then let go of the guitar because he's very masterful on the guitar way more than I am and more disciplined and everything so I can let go and just play some fun stuff on the mandolin and then I always have um, my sister who's a staple uh, right piano player and she does vocals as well and we've been playing forever since we were teenagers so um, she gets where I'm going to and I can boss her around a bit and she doesn't mind
0: yeah the first time I heard about you guys was from my brother-in-law this is before I was even dating his sister but he came back to college after (laughs) christmas i think he's like oh this family moved from mission (laughs) oh they they're all such great singers and especially sherry she is and they i think they dated for like two weeks or something and yeah whatever but like small town. i'll be in trouble but but i i that was my first cut that out you know i i learned of you guys as being musical and being singers and um, and then I think, yeah, just I don't know. I think just, part of that I mean, we like, have
2: some mutual friends or the strength of well. that too in planning for songs is I know what'll work if I have um, confidence in, like my pianist and. And also in her vocals that there's certain songs that will work and I can hear it already ahead of time that, okay, this is going to work for us. And I actually sneak in I don't do a lot of this lately. I've been doing a lot of midweek practices just because people don't show up, um, just based on busyness and being out of town and that sort of thing. So her and I will get together. So at least I have that base and then we can sort of lead that, that, uh, song in the way that we want to and, and teach it. Uh, when we rehearse uh, before Sunday morning, so we usually know that things aren't working ahead of time. Like she'll be like, "Yeah, that didn't work. Let's <laughs> yeah. not do that." Song.
0: We're kind of working backwards here. Usually, you, when you start an interview, you ask, you know, <coughs> you t- either introduce the person or you ask them about themselves, about where they come from, Aww. what their story is. So we'll get to that. I'm doing this backwards. I don't know why. It's like the spirit has it's moved you, moved me to do it this way. I hope you guys are okay with that. You both talked about just the process of talking with Jer. And um, we are blessed with a wonderful uh, lead pastor who's also a worship leader and who plays guitar. In fact, that's how I met him in my second year of college. I think it was his fourth year. And we played in a band together and um you did yeah i think i was playing bass i'm pretty sure i was playing bass that year but it was a hair metal band right it was yeah. actually oh, yeah right. i remember
2: you were in that yeah all yeah right. no
0: it was actually very much like what we do at, at all over alliance church it was like you know it was a team of it was a rock band i
2: would like to see the hair go like i'd like to see well a big hair <laughs> flicking around i'll
0: uh do my best i'm bald so
2: i could you know yeah i could use a wig
0: and well i just remember like <laughs> So he, like you said, he's masterful at guitar. He's always been, he, he actually uh, gave me a Berkeley book back then. He forgot he had given it to me. I think it was a jazz book and it was just because I wanted to get my reading up to par and I didn't have enough credits to take guitar. So anyways, blah, blah, blah. But the point is, is that uh, I learned a lot from him. He helped me buy my first acoustic. I, I had had some, you, you know, did. He did. hand-me-downs. Yeah, well, like, he took me shopping. He didn't, didn't pay for that. it. I paid for it, but... That doesn't sound like Jerta. <laughs> and, uh, it, he <laughs> just gave, you know, and it, and funny, I bought the same one that he still has today. Mine got stolen, but his fell off a stage and the neck came off or something. He's got some crazy story about that. But anyway, so we're blessed to have... Blessed. <laughs> But <laughs> to have a, a lead pastor who totally understands what, is, what it means to be a worship leader. Um, but we also, we don't have a worship pastor. No. We don't even really have like a worship director no. unless, you know, they forgot to tell me that somebody is like, like, so we're just really kind of a team of leaders and under his direction and we do do a lot of back and forth in prepping for Sundays because he's preaching and he knows what's going on he's got his kind of I always say this he's got his thumb on the uh upper. you know the pulse of the community and we're not a huge how many people do you think a couple hundred 50. on a Sunday morning no I'm
2: kidding 50 it's like 15,
3: 200 and 220
0: 30, yeah 30, yeah, yeah. There. so I mean for Canadian churches, there's lots more churches that are way smaller. But for though, if you're in the states, and you're listening to this, like two hundred is like a mega church here. So no, just kidding. <laughs> Hi, America. <laughs> it's true. It's true though. Like in Canada, like we wouldn't we, we wouldn't be like a considered a large church, but we're not a small church either. But we don't. Ha- we have a we have a lead pastor, an associate pastor who does youth among other things, kids stuff, and he also leads worship with his wife, Julia, who's also one of our our leaders. And so it's kind of cool. Like, we are really tied in with the leadership here and sort of, you know, thematically what the Spirit is leading Jared to preach on. And and so that's pretty cool. But I also find that, you know, it's very collaborative. Whereas I came from being the, the worship leader who... Like, I didn't have to meet with anybody. Even the senior pastors at the churches I was at, like, were like, oh, yeah, yeah, we trust you, do your thing. You know, that's that's the way it was there. It doesn't, it's not like that everywhere. But then I've heard the other extreme where you've got, like, a worship committee who picks 10 songs, and you can only sing those 10 songs in a three-month period. Or, you know, so yeah. it's interesting just the different... Uh, I don't think there is a right way to do it or a wrong way. I think depending on who's leading and who's involved, like there can be some things that are harder <laughs> for some people. But uh, I don't know. I think it's it's cool. But like how we do it, it's it's opened my eyes to just the collaborative kind of thing. Whereas we're not like together every day. And we don't always even talk as worship leaders like, hey, what would you do last week? Well, we do actually. Mm-hmm. But it's not like we're sitting together planning you know what we're going to do but yet we are really collaborative and he kind of is a bit of that glue for us i think
3: um it's nice that we have a good relationship with each other too where we can joke with each other we can all text each other we could do whatever and it's you know our pastor is just a text away or a quick email where, you know i i've heard some worship leaders who like they got to send an email to their pastor just to be able to have a meeting with him. And right where we can just send a quick text in the evening and say, oh, hey, Jerry, what do you think about this? And he'll respond right away. And it's it's all I, cool I tap and on
2: his window at night. Yeah, I, I just talk. I want to talk to him at night. I'm like, hey, I stand outside <laughs> your pastor's window
0: at night and I shine a light into his window.
2: I'm just wondering about the second song It's just uh, not it's not coming together for me.
0: Go to bed. Can you
1: give me some
0: feedback, pastor? (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, like, actually, just in talking about this, I'm realizing, like, what a cool thing we have going here. Um, All other
3: worship leaders should be jealous. Yeah. Well,
0: and we're all friends. Like, like, I mean, I've been here a couple years, and I'm getting to know you guys better and better. And, I mean,
4: it's just pretty chill.
0: I think
2: one of my, like, kind of, I do a lot of thinking about, uh, people and how people work together. And we've got, we do have our, and we're the biggest in all the land, our church, right? So we have oh, a this, lo- in this few valley. churches in the area, but we're actually the largest in our Southern area in the Okanagan here. And mm-hmm. so that being said, we have resources that other smaller churches might not have, but when we get together with other churches, like some in America might have or whatever, or you know, like the Levite summit or something. Yeah. At, at a gathering where there's other churches, we are the smaller fish in the big pond. So, you know, they might be talking about things that they, resources they pull from that we would never be able to have. Um, the number of musicians, the, yeah. you know, we, have, we were talking about planning center or whatever the, right. um, and we don't have that. And, and we may never, we don't know, but we may never have those. And so you guys can't see me, but I'm doing things. I'm trying to move off because you know me.
0: <laughs> Speaking of that, do yeah. you feel uh-huh. like a small fish? Because we're just, we're, this is the whole point. Local church, local worship leaders. This is yeah life. Like, it, there is no, you know, like, uh, what's his face? Furtick talks about the highlight reel. You heard that? No. Yeah.
2: yeah. Okay.
0: Like, when you go on YouTube and you look at a service or a live, oh, yeah. whatever, that's somebody's highlight reel. That's a live recording. Or that's like, I mean, some the churches best. do it every Sunday, but like, that's not what most people are doing hmm. around the globe. Like. Most of them are getting together like the three of us are and saying, Hey, let's
2: talk to Jesus, you know, Mm -hmm. like let's play some music. Let's anyway. So, um, so what I was meaning, what I was uh, getting to was just that, um, as I look at what we have, um, I realize, you know, that there's different personalities and different personalities that lead may function better in certain settings than Uh, others. And so mine is, I, um, I really don't like doing things in seclusion, and I don't like preparing in seclusion. Mm. I like to hear um, feedback, and I wanna I wanna bounce ideas off of people because that's my creative process. It's kind of how I hear from God as well. I need to hear uh, confirmation that this is something I've heard or that this is a leading I have. So Jeremy might be that person. You know, the lead pastor might be that person, but it's also we have a like a group chat that we go on, um, and in that we can kind of get each other's vibe on what's like, is this somewhere where we want to go Is a song we want to use? Um, what are some ideas about, you know, a service that we can utilize and how can we grow? And to me, that's, that's energizing for the longer run because I, I would probably get pretty burned out if I was just on my own doing stuff and throwing songs and saying, this is what we're doing.
0: Yeah. And <clears throat> we're all in different places when we get those messages, like we're at our jobs or, or, at our homes or whatever. I don't know. It's just, it's kind of neat the way technology is today. We can, we can connect at the weirdest of times.
2: And we all, as leadership leaders have very different jobs. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> and really different jobs.
0: We all share the strangest of gifts as well. Animated gifts. Hey, thanks for listening. Uh, To this point, we actually paused the recording there for a moment just for a little break and then we came back because I thought, you know what, I'm going to jump in here. This is uh, a good time to pause for station identification. You are listening to the WorshipLeaderLife.com podcast. And if you don't know what Worship Leader Life is all about, it's a platform for discipleship and coaching, uh, mentoring, whatever word you want to (laughs) use. But we really want to focus on discipling worship leaders. So if you are a senior pastor or an associate pastor or a, uh, an elder on the board who's overseeing worship or any kind of worship director, and you've got worship leaders that you, are, uh, that you have under you, so to speak, we would love to come on board and help support that, support you um, by providing discipleship, resources, um, you know, prayer support, anything we can do to kind of you know allow you to, to do what you're called to do as a leader, and but to keep your worship leaders connected and growing. So if this sounds like something that might help, that might support your ministry, please stop by worshipleaderlife.com, uh, join our email list, send us a, a note, call us, however you want to contact us, and uh, we'd love to show you how we can support your worship leaders. Uh, I was also going to say, we have a worship leaders checklist over there, and we have a boot camp available for training, uh, especially, you know, newer leaders, and we have a little mini ebook, and we'd love to share all that with you, so head on over to worshipleaderlife.com. Now back to our interview with Chad and Cam. Okay, so Cam was just telling us he's going to be on a... (laughs) on another podcast and so uh, I shall be not named Oh nope. well I'm looking forward to listening to that but this is going to be a uh, what do you call that A I don't know scavenger hunt if you can find the podcast that Cam is on
2: <laughs> I will
0: give you a free t-shirt <laughs> I could tell you right now uh, <laughs> yeah don't so, spoil us okay, <laughs> we're working backwards here and I don't want to keep you guys too long but this is awesome like Hour five. Um, <laughs> hour five.
3: So just leave here to
0: work in the morning, an hour away from here. <laughs> before we get to the finale, which is the tell us uh, just you know if you can just your briefly your story your how you became a worship leader. Yes. And, but the before we get there, I just want to say both of you guys ha- are cool because <laughs> um you both bring kind of like, I want to say innovation to our worship leading experience. And I don't mean like you're, you're like totally like inventing things (laughs) to enhance our worship, but like you're doing things that are helping the community, but engaging the community in ways that they're already kind of things that they're already doing. For example, I love that, um, Cam posts a little graphic yes, every time he leads with the songs that he's gonna sing, and some people might be like, "Well, why would you do that?" And someone who doesn't like one of the songs isn't gonna show up. I'm like, "Well, too bad for them." That's <laughs> then now the you point know. of it. Yeah. Is like we're trying to help people to if there's a song in there you don't know, hey, you can learn it. If you're, you know, it just kind of gets people in the headspace. And I mean, um, and then. Chad, you have started a Spotify playlist of the songs that we sing because, Mm -hmm. you know, there are so many songs out there and it's not like we have a huge pool of songs, but we do want to make them accessible to our people to say, Hey, like if you don't know some of these songs, but you want to know them, Mm -hmm. um, here's a way you can learn them. You know, here's a playlist. It's the Oliver Alliance Church playlist. And these Mm -hmm. are, these are some of the songs we're doing. So that's really cool. Thank you guys for doing that. Um, any any thoughts on that? Like uh what's the the uh feedback or, or response that you get uh? Yeah,
3: I mean I've had people nobody's ever said that that's stupid or anything like that, So that's good. <laughs> At least okay. I got that except for chat. <laughs> but uh usually it's in a format of uh, a anonymous letter that he writes, but you yeah. always know who it's from. On encouragement card. yeah. But uh, it's on his stationery. Sort of it's really weird. It. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, I I think it's good to just post it out there, and you know, for somebody who might go, yeah, I don't know that song, and it might give them a chance to look it up, or you know, even for reference after the fact, where they might not. Uh, <laughs> They might not recognize a song at church, but they go, man, what was that second song we sang? Right. And yeah. they can go back to that at least and uh, reference the little yeah. image. People, I, people used to
0: ask me, uh, still, like, they'll come up after and be like, what was that second song you sang? And like, I'll just give them my charts because yeah. like, I, I usually, you know, I don't have like a... He burns well, them after. I burn them after, Yeah. But like that's that's a great that mine, thing. <laughs> and you know, do you ever find that people are like, What was that second song you sang with the words uh
1: Johnny went to the Yeah,
0: you know, like he and they've got the lyric <laughs> slightly wrong, but you know what song it was yeah. and then you're like Oh, that was uh Johnny Went to the River <laughs> by Matt Redman. And and they're like, No, no, uh, it's not that one and uh, <laughs> then they'll like sing a line from Johnny Goes to the River. Anyways, there's no such song, I don't no, think. I think should But be. I, don't. I just I get a kick out of that. This so is this is, is a way that you can actually have proof
4: mm-hmm.
0: you know, hey, go to Instagram or Facebook, look at my post last week. Those are the songs now. So that's really cool. It's very helpful and uh, Chad, do we know,
2: are people taking oh, advantage of that? Is I that more for yeah. us? Like this is very meetings, fresh. Or? That's very fresh. So, it, what, yeah. it was, came, what it came out of was uh, I was sick and tired of people saying they don't know the song. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, but um, actually, there's a couple things that that sort of comes out of me with. is One, it reminds me of my father, who, if uh, you go into my mom's house, he's passed away in 2004. Anyway, um, it was pre internet days, like where things were streaming and there was all this stuff. And so he had a wall of CDs, like Mm. I'm talking thousands. He was always uh, caught in his house with hidden purchases that my mom would find (laughs) that he'd gone to the Christian bookstore, that he'd gone to some, you know, used bookstore and found all these CDs. And and I think that's spilled off onto me that um, idea that you could give someone a playlist of, and he would do this with people that he knew and with me too. And he'd give you like this playlist of, you know, you do your, you know, like we would do with their mixtapes. Right. And, uh, you don't do that as much anymore. So just the fact that we as Christian worship leaders would have a not, like we're always probably listening to new stuff. And so we're always wanting to queue up another good stuff, you know, whatever's mm-hmm in the in the fresh in our hearts and and what we feel is happening and we got to really temper that because you know there's so much new stuff especially today um, out there and so to be able to get people familiar with that just throwing it out there and saying like here's the list that we like to pull from we're gonna queue up new ones especially even if they're not gonna be like weekly you know it could be just one-off songs but at least they have an idea of where they could listen to it over and over again why we like it and that way they could be home and listening to it, and, and that's kind of where that came from. But yeah, like I think it's important to be familiar, you know, with music and and mm-hmm. what you're gonna sing to, and know already kind of the the music that that um that we're we're bringing to the congregation mm-hmm. is an important thing.
0: That's awesome. So, and I I don't want to rush you guys, um, but can you tell tell us in a nutshell like your journey mm. from uh, a wee little idea well, in your brother you and father's <laughs> mind to worship leader today <laughs> the powerpoint yeah where what, what are a few things in your journey chad that kind of brought you to relating to our just our faith or oh, just in a, well it, yeah faith but all worship leading uh specifically um like well i mean just quickly for me just my beginning was i played guitar for a year or two and then my pastor had a ukulele and we would do campfire things at camp in the summer and and he said, Bring your guitar and I didn't know what I was doing at all. Like I didn't know any anything about these songs or I mean I'd sung them as a kid but so I just got kind of thrown into it and I just loved it. Like I loved group singing (laughs) and connecting with the Lord and there's lots more on my journey but it's just interesting how people get. Some people get thrown into it. Some people start doing it because nobody else is doing it, and then they find they love it. And I don't know.
2: Like, how did you uh, get into this Me? whole worship leading? Yeah. Um. So I, w- I became a Christian when I was about fifteen, and uh, was was in a church that my family were, my parents were going to, and. I was the oldest of five kids, but um, I actually didn't pick up my first guitar till I was 17 in my first year of college, in a Bible college. So fast track two years after that, and um, I got baptized and and I felt God's pull, mm. as well as a girlfriend who was going to college that I was going to. And so, um, but before that, I like my relationship with music was mostly vocal. And so I was in choirs when I was growing up a bit and in like little productions. And it always was, a, appealing to me to sing like it was always a thing i was very very musical um always got had songs going on in my head or making up crap while i was walking along or um, then when i became a christian this wider world of like what worship looked like to me was musical like and it was everything was musical to me but that really was a powerful way to connect to god and so uh it started out as a youth group worship leader and um, took a year of lessons and uh, learned a few very, uh, very simple songs. And then from there, um, I started to see the power of worship, like that, this transforms my heart. It, it impacts the, the greater group of people that are following Jesus. And so I, I kind of put myself under the tutelage of those who were already worship leading and that I saw it wasn't just about singing songs, it was about the heart beneath it. And like, if I saw people connecting to God in, in their own, like you can tell, to me I can tell, when someone is is used to connecting to God and not just up on stage, but that they're, they're saying stuff that you know that they're saying on a personal level on their own anyway, that to me is a powerful trust that I build with them yeah. instantly. And so I wanted to be more like those kinds of leaders that authentically went in and, and, and led from their heart. And that that's a duality of uh, kind of a good mesh of, of skill and heart. And, and, and that communication, that language became kind of the background of, of what I did until um, I went to a little church plant and God put me in the background. Um, I wasn't ready to lead and so i was still kind of learning so i was background vocals and harmony was my life i I still default to harmony when i whenever i can i trick my sister into singing melody just so i can sing the harmony because i love that and uh so learning to be up front with people and like being that you know that 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 leader it's it's always like a push because i want to grow but um but I like the collaboration of how, how worship can be that way. And I want to be kind of that person who's anointed to to connect to God, not just to sing songs and be like, you know, uh, filling space. I don't think that's kind of my thing. So that's where I came from.
0: That's awesome. I, I love in our community, like like yeah. I said before, I used to be a worship pastor in a local church. And I didn't realize that when you're in a position like that, you're sort of setting this tone where, um, I don't know, you're setting, I don't know, not rules or, or just, you know, even style, but just people are sort of looking to you to musical direct, but also direct in other ways too. So what I love about this, it's so fresh to me that we all collaborate. That word it seems to be the theme of the day we all kind of have our own style and way of leading and when we come together with our teams it's also very collaborative it's not like you know the music pastor shows up with charts you know fully arranged charts and like parts and like we're kind of like we're enjoying kind of throwing our little bits in here and there and learning as we go growing and I I feel like it's really uh I don't know there's
2: just something nice nice and Communal and cool about. Well, I find each Sunday is very different too. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like one week might be super easy. Um, right. Could be the team you're on. It could be the set that you've got. It could be the spiritual kind of temperature. What's mm-hmm. going on? And then other weeks are like, why do I do this again? And I actually pref- like if, if it was up to me, I would not be the upfront person all the time. But I know it's a growing thing, and I, going up in front of like two hundred people to sing it's a moment that you're giving and that you're putting out an energy that is very to me very taxing i mm-hmm. it can work really well but it can also be like i'll just fall asleep after in the afternoon like i'll just be exhausted so it really depends on what that little combination that week and there's a creative process to that too quite amazing that we pull stuff together in the way that we do and that's not your main job or anything. And I love that. Mm-hmm. But it's also one of the more scary things because you're not sure exactly what's going to happen. So it becomes like a lot of me letting go of being perfect and letting other people carry you. And so, you know, being on a team where like last time I led Cam was on my team, he was, he was bass playing for me. I hadn't had a bass play for me before. It was nerve wracking, like just having new people or just a new element or whatever, just because you've got, you know, or you have a couple new songs and that's, teetering on everything's fresh and you have to be really familiar with stuff to make it comfortable. So, mm. um, then other weeks might just complete, like you just blow through it and it's like, that was easy.
3: I just find that really easy. What do you, what about you, Ken? Yeah. First of all, I've just, just shout out to the people that we have on our worship teams. Mm. We have some great players in our church. I have, that we have a drummer who is an older woman who. I can essentially send her a YouTube link or an MP3 of a song, uh-huh. and she will have that song mastered by Sunday. Uh-huh. And she will tell me if the tempo is off. It's like, oh, the CD's a little faster, or the, uh-huh. you know, or they build here, but they and they come down here, and and I like this is the way that we're gonna do it this Sunday <laughs> rather than the. Uh, but I mean, she's great, and I mean, we have fantastic. Piano players Mm. and fantastic singers and bass players and we're so so. lucky to have sometimes three bass players to choose from depending on the time of year and but in this season right now we only have one but because of vacations and other commitments but I mean we are so lucky to have the people that we have so shout out to the Oliver Alliance worship players if you want to call them because yeah, I mean, they're speaking awesome.
0: of Isla and, you know, our bass players and a few of the other players, like, we're in an interesting community where a lot of, a lot of uh, you know, baby boomers mm-hmm. who uh, yep. are at a stage of life where they have some time on their hands, and some of them are great players, and we get to take advantage of that. Whereas, say, 20 years ago, the retired folks in the church most of them, if they were musicians, I don't know. They
3: are more classically trained. Yeah, you know, choral or harder stuff to work or with, yeah.
0: organists or piano players who played, like, you know, a million notes at a time. Or So now we see this generation who grew up on, like, I don't know. Rock music. Rock music. Yeah. Led Zeppelin or even ABBA. or no. Well, look, look, <laughs> listen, like, look. Pretty, like, when we were it's, messing it's around cool. on Sunday,
3: Stephen played guitar for me last Sunday when I led, (laughs) and we started talking about uh, like rock music, and Stephen starts playing the riff. This is before church. (laughs) This is when we were rehearsing and sound checking. Stephen starts playing uh, the riff to Money Talks by ACDC, and here's our retired woman who plays drums, coming in at the exact spot <laughs> with the right drum beat, and it was a thing of beauty. Yeah, so. I, start, yeah I started playing Thunderstruck yeah. and Andrew
0: Sandman. It was glorious. And, what, uh, Crazy Train or something? Uh, yeah. Anyways, it was, it was just funny, like, to have such a wide age kind of variety, but we all kind of know the same music and...
2: Mm-hmm. Um, and that's unique about being rural too. Like we're not mm-hmm. as city central. So if say you go to Kamloops uh, at a larger church, there would be way less play time you'd get. Mm-hmm. You know, it's almost looks like a sport, like where right. you're on the team, but you may not get a lot of airtime, you know, mm-hmm. and or you may be much less frequent. Mm-hmm. So there's the fortunate piece of like, when you're on a smaller pool, you actually get more, uh, cause that really does matter how long, how often you're actually on a team.
3: And yeah. smaller church, we yeah. get to build relationships that little bit better and you don't even have to be super like you don't got to get together and make you know quote unquote like team time where we're intentional about making relationships we just we just have relationships because you know we're all in the same community together we see each other every week and church is small enough that you know you could walk across the room and talk to somebody quick without having to get through a thousand people to get there or hope they don't go to the service before you or something like that. So mm. we're very fortunate that way that we have actually mm. a very good community with yeah. our worship team, musicians and singers. And and you get yeah. to know their
2: hearts mm. too. I mean, I think that one of the things I value more than just their ability musically is their heart and how they relate to the worship set and what they're bringing outside of just, you know, what they practice beforehand. Like, have you, are you investing your... On what we're doing in the moment in worship and and can you join us in this leading and that's important in Mm. in the spirit of what we're doing because you know the perfectionist in me if I I'm sensitive to that if people are just on that like we did it wrong or that we really messed up I will completely be focused on that easily Mm. so to be able to say like yeah we're gonna do excellently but join me in the heart of this so that if we like I call it my swan dive if I make a a large error that's very obvious, you know, and I'm going to do it gloriously. It's going to be because oh, yeah. we risked something or we I did think, something that was our best. And I think all good. three of us, the last one or
0: two times, all yeah. of us led, we started a song in the wrong key or yep. we like, okay, let's start that again. And we laugh and that puts the congregation at ease. And you know, there's places where you couldn't get away with that. And there's places where that happens like too much where <laughs> excellence is not the direction that we're heading in and it's hard to worship but i just i yeah i i just feel like we have a good balance of mm-hmm. all that stuff but we do have yeah i i like that we try to encourage each other to just be be easy on yourself like make mistakes
2: have fun make it make it loud and glorious <laughs> and don't glorious one dies if it's gonna be yeah if it's gonna go wrong like make it awesome yeah so, and uh, we didn't talk about Cam. Yeah, I was going to say, Cam,
0: how did you get into this uh, leading worship
3: thing? So, I became a Christian when I was probably 13 or 14. Uh, started going to a youth group in Grand Forks, BC, where I was born and raised. Uh, decided sometime in high school that I wanted to go to Bible school to be a youth pastor. Because I had a great youth pastor at that time who was real, like poured some time into me and believed in me and you know, being a teenager sucks sometimes, right? So it was nice to have somebody pour into you and I thought that that was something that I wanted to return back to uh, other teenagers. So uh, that's what I went to Bible school for. Uh, sometime in the fall of my first year, a guy who lived in the room beside me had a guitar and I'm like, hey man, show me a chord. And so he showed me how to play a D chord and I played a D chord and I lifted a finger to play, I guess, probably a D2 and I thought it was like the greatest thing in the world and, uh, yeah, it was kind of like that, but I had, (laughs) 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 and, you know, and as, as, like cheesy as it might sound as like, it was kind of like that where I felt God say, you want to do this? You want it? You want to play guitar? (laughs) And I'm like, okay. And I didn't know what that meant. And, uh, so, um, (laughs) so like Christmas comes around and my parents are like, what do you want for Christmas? And I'm like, well, there is this guitar that I've been eyeing up at the local music store at Taves music in Abbotsford. So it was a, uh, it was a, like a factory second Fender, and I still have it, and it sounds great, but it plays terrible. <laughs> Frets are all high and rough, and it's got a crappy bow in the neck, but now that it's like 20 years old, it sounds great, but uh, I never play it. It's just in storage, basically. But anyways, I God basically is like, okay, here you go, and I spent way too much time playing guitar when I should have been working on school stuff. And this passion for worship music, just, like, new stuff was... It was just the time when, like, Matt Redman was coming out. Delirious were making their yes. North American kind of... Mm-hmm. Making their way into Canada when they weren't really anywhere else in North America. And, uh, you know, Passion was coming out with their stuff. Tomlin was just a young guy from from Texas who was writing songs that people were starting to sing. And, I mean, it was just like... I. I was in the right place at the right time. And I grew up in a pretty like old school church, like in youth group, we'd sing songs like, this little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. And that's what we sang in like youth group. And so uh, after my first year, I went back and I had all these songs and, you know, I started helping out with youth group and I mean, it took a lot of years for me to learn how to sing basically. I mean, some would argue still, but <laughs> <laughs> that was not there yet. But I, uh, I mean, it took me a long time to get on key and I started leading at my church and I was full on in worship wars. I had a, I had a fellow come to me one time after I had led and I left the sanctuary with some water and he found me and he told me that I owed the church a hundred dollars because uh, that was what he was gonna what? tithe but since I didn't do songs that he thought I should do what? he wasn't gonna tithe and so we had he a, did not. he yeah no true story <laughs> and he wanted to me to apologize to him and I just said I'm sorry that you're angry and he just lost it and <laughs> his son actually came and whatever that's a that's another story wow. but that was a whole I mean, that was a thing but yeah I mean I was told that I was bringing the devil's music oh into church God, and everything this. it was amazing. And, you know, and I, and, you know, looking back, I'm like, I don't know how I survived it. I mean, I had people that believed in me, which was great. I mean, there is a fellow in our church whose son was like a, a CCM recording artist, had worship music out there and was in a very popular band for a while. And. He told me that I was ruining our church with new music. I'm like, your son's making what? tons of money doing exactly the same stuff. Like, <laughs> But it's, it you know, and I did it all without like a mentor or anything like that. And I don't know how like oh a young worship leader coming up could ever survive that. Now, this is before even Facebook groups where you could get encouragement from people. I mean, I just put my head down and did it. And um, oh. so for 10 plus years... At home home church just doing it volunteer and there was times where I was way too busy and there was a time where I took a year off basically because I was I was essentially at the church every night except like Sunday night between like youth and like boys club and worship team practice it was very busy so we you know it was good to take a break and then when I got married and moved to where I live now and we didn't really have a home church we kind of would we drive to Grand Forks, which was an hour away from where we live, and then we started going to Oliver Alliance Church, mm. and it was nice to just come to church, and Nothing I mean, it was great, great people at Oliver Alliance Church, and we fell in love with it very quickly, and uh, eventually my wife let it slip to a <laughs> girl who was in charge of kind of the music stuff at that time that I played guitar, <laughs> and uh, so I started just playing guitar as like part of the band. And it was fantastic. And I felt I grew so much as like a player, even in just that year that I got to do that. It was Mm. crazy because I didn't have to think about the song choices. I didn't have to think about anything else. I could just play and I could, you know, generally it was another guitar. And so I'd have to think about my parts. I'd have to think about all these things, stuff that I never thought about before. And then eventually I, I fell into a, Leading worship role here at Oliver Alliance, and that's uh, where we are now, basically. So, I've been doing it for twenty-ish years, and uh, but I mean, no music in my family at all. It was just I, I, I mean, I will always say that it was definitely like a gift from from God because mm-hmm. I there's nothing else that would have drawn me to do it. I didn't have a, I urge to do it when I was in high school. I didn't have this you know, anything in me until I, I picked up the guitar and God basically said, you want this? You want to do this? Mm. And let's like, go. it was, <laughs> <laughs> let's ride. Yeah. So yeah, that's, oh, that's man. in a nutshell.
2: That's cool. I didn't actually know that about your yeah. coming into the yeah. teams. Mine was kicking and screaming a bit. Jer oh. kind of tricked me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he, he could do that. He did. He's he, like, he want to be uh, like, I've you, done that before. You know? And I
3: had to practically beg Jer. Not mm. quite. Well, do what? to like lead he did not quite i mean i i went for coffee and i had to i had to say to him like hey so i, I feel like it's time where we were down a and two important people from our worship ministry because they had moved yeah and uh i said now you have only got like two other worship leaders it was like you and andrea yeah. at the time and jeremy's yeah. sometimes and so i said i'm i'm available and awesome. uh he probably reluctantly said yes. Get no, out of we'll, here. Uh, we'll, see. we'll see. We'll see what <laughs> oh. history says.
2: No, I, he he had me come in on, and, and I think this is the strength of, of um, a healthy a healthy congregation where you can uh, be put on a team in, and and not necessarily have to lead like that. I hold that loosely. I don't have. I don't. I actually kind of was reluctant myself because I didn't w- felt the pressure of that, and I didn't want to. Um, is it was stressful. Like, I, you know, like you're putting yourself out there, but um, he had me on the in the background and I, that was my comfort zone. And then gently he was prodding me to, you know, he'd say, oh, why don't you? And then he would you know, get me to try things. And then sooner enough, like mm-hmm. he had those specific conversations, like, you know what? I think that you should be leading. And I'd be like, mm, well, okay, I'll do it if, you know. And because it was a comfort zone, right? And and uh, I probably didn't have as much upfront experience like i mean in youth yeah but youth you can get away with a lot you guys i mean you guys are wonderful
0: leaders and i just it's all it, it's same with some of the musicians we have like it's always so weird for me to hear them talk about themselves even if they're joking you know joking about like oh i shouldn't be doing this or oh <laughs> we'll see if i Well, Steve, if they keep me on here, you know, but it's (laughs) just, I don't know, like, I appreciate that you guys are humble and open to, you know, you're teachable, you're, um, yeah, you're just, but you're good at what you do, so bless you guys, and thank you for, for doing what you do, and I mean, I just, I think we need to have a, um, part two where we dive a little more into your 10 years at that church where you were getting abused uh cam and and chad i'd like to hear a little bit more about your your kicking and screaming and your dad's cd collection it's big still there so i think we'll uh if it's okay with you guys, we'll, we'll wrap this up. But if you're open to getting together again, I'd love to hear more. Yeah. Every week. We're here every week. Yeah. We're here
3: every week. I'm not hanging
2: out, but... <laughs>
3: we'll, come, we'll come to you. Sure. We'll
0: come to you.
2: We'll <laughs> um, do a, like a segment somewhere. A
3: like satellite on, on a mountain. Yeah.
0: yeah. So, without further ado, I'm going to press stop. <laughs> but we'll, uh, we'll talk soon. And uh, thank you guys so much for taking the time to do this thank you
2: thank you for having us
0: and uh bless you (laughs) well there you have it thank you to cam and chad for uh showing up for that interview and thank you to chad's son for being off at university because we used your bedroom to record that in (laughs) because it had the most uh uh, Sound-absorbing material. So uh, we'll we'll do that again sometime soon. I really loved chatting with those guys, and got some more worship leaders from my church that are going to be coming on the podcast. I hope so. If you if you're one of them and you're listening to this, I'm coming for you. <laughs> I love you guys. Thank you for listening, and don't forget to head over to worshipleaderlife.com and sign up for our email list if you're a pastor or a worship director and you're looking for some support in growing and mentoring and discipling your worship leaders we have a membership we have a boot camp we have some resources over there i would love to hear from from you so talk to you soon and next episode is coming very soon (laughs) bye-bye
1: Than I need a name. You are shelter, comfort, and healing from all my pain. Your love, it transforms and reclaims. Your touch, we love your embrace. Savior, rescued me while I was still in sin, I'll never receive condemnation or shame again, covered by the song of your love, I'm saved by the mark of your blood. You know my name Everything broken and again No one can love like you You're gentle as a whisper but never weak You're rushing like a breaker but you calm the sea You glorify the Father and spread His name Jesus, there's none. A friend and a brother, we know your voice Lover, meeting our needs and empowering choice You speak, you're the living word We can't get enough of you To praise you, Lord, just to praise you, Lord. I will follow all my days, surrendering everything, Jesus. Just to know you Lord, just to Cause there's none like you